The following is a production of Natural Bliss Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Natural Bliss Podcast. And today, our guest is Dennis Lagarde. Dennis is a registered nurse and works at his family-owned health food store called Whole Health Market in Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Dennis is knowledgeable in the medical side and the holistic side of health and is going to share some of his knowledge with us today. Dennis, thank you for being with us today. Hey, Randy, good to be with you, man. Listen, we're going to be talking about uh, men with low testosterone today, and I wanted to ask you, what's uh, one of the major factors in the cause of low testosterone? There's two causes. We can look at just the natural decline with men as they age above age 30. But then there's been studies proving that there's been generational decreases that are not age-related, but more environmental-related. And that's where you don't really get a lot of information from the medical community, but you got to kind of do your own research and digging to find out why. And we, we have theories on why we believe that happens. And what we're going to talk about today is what you can do to reverse that or to minimize your exposure to the environmental causes and get levels back up to where they need to be to live a happy, productive lifestyle. So what is the natural decrease over time as we age? As men age above the age of 30, there's a 1% drop in circulating testosterone levels per year. But that drop kind of is natural and you really don't notice the difference as you get older, as levels stay high enough as you or your correlated age that you feel normal. It's when the levels drop below 300 milligrams per deciliter that the symptoms of low testosterone suddenly appear. And where that was at times seen in people in their 60s and 70s and 80s are now being seen with people in their 30s. Dennis, what are the symptoms of low testosterone? The the main first thing most men would notice is a dramatic, not really per se dramatic, but a decrease in libido that's noticeable. Now that ranges normally during times when you're under stress or different things going on in your life, but this is a continual decrease that you actually notice and it just doesn't come back to where you believe it should be. That's what most men notice at first. Correlating symptoms of low testosterone would be an increase in abdominal girth, um, weight around the waist, lower belly, decrease in muscle mass, uh, low motivation, muscle wasting, if I didn't say that earlier, and um, just a depressed mood, which really drives a lot of folks into the doctor's office to talk about the depressed mood and what they're handing is an antidepressant. When actuality, if the doctor would do a testosterone level, you might find that that actually is what's driving the depression and not the actual just because you're sad. Has there ever been any generational test studies that show decrease in testosterone? There's been a large-scale study done in Boston beginning in 1985, and what they wanted to look at was they took men through different decades of their lives, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, and they just got the whole as a group of each decade to find a range. So in 1985, let's, let's use 60 years old, they found that their levels were around 501 nanograms per deciliter. So 10 years later, they took another generation of 60-year-olds, not the same ones, but now guys in 2004 who were in the 60-age range, found a drop to five, 435. In 2004, they did the same thing and found that the levels now, the median was 391. So it did raise alarms and red flags, and they tried to, to correlate why could this be. Some of the things they looked at was there has been a pretty dramatic rise in obesity and diabetes, and they felt that that might be the cause 
along with prescription drugs used to combat those problems. Also, interestingly enough, smoking raises testosterone levels, and they found that over time, the less participants smoked than before, and they thought that might be a factor. Um, but when they correlated for all these items, diabetes, obesity, and smoking, um, they, they couldn't find a corollary um, significant reason why. that The drop was not because of those things. Though they did not explain what they thought was causing this, that's when you kind of have to start doing your own research. And then there's some things that pop up that have been more prevalent in use since the 80s until now that they're pointing fingers at, and it's environmental reasons. The main thing being plastics. There's a substance called BPA, and we, of course, we ask you to do your own research. This is not something that I'm just pulling out of the air. Um, they're in everything. They're in thermal receipt papers. They're in plastic water bottles. They line the inner linings of canned foods. Um, and anything that's made out of plastic and, and it's new and gives off like an aroma, you're smelling those BPA chemicals. And what BPA does is it mimics the hormone estrogen. And what we're finding, what we see is that there are a lot of people who have a lot of estrogen dominance and they don't know why. And they're kind of believing that it's the chemicals causing that, BPA being one. Also in cosmetics, and by cosmetics I mean shampoos, toothpaste, skin lotions, body sprays, deodorants. There's two items we're looking at that they find also mimic the hormone estrogen. And that would be phthalates and parabens. And if you look on the back of most labels, shampoos, conditioners, you're going to see those two words, methylparaben, paraparaben, and phthalates. And um, they find that these items do cross the skin barrier and get into the body and mimic the hormone estrogen. And estrogen competes directly for testosterone. Um, inversely correlated, a, a fellow with high testosterone levels feeling well will have lower levels of estrogen and vice versa. When you have low testosterone, you tend to find higher levels of estrogen. Dennis, what are the symptoms of low testosterone? Um, interestingly, the first symptom that most men complain of is low sex drive. But correlated with that, um, it can be erectile dysfunction, osteoporosis, depressed mood, muscle loss, sleep disturbance, lethargy, indecision, and poor motivation. What happens a lot of times is a guy will go to the doctor and, and complain of these symptoms, mainly the depressed mood and lack of motivation, and be handed a prescription for an antidepressant, when actually there should be a, a testosterone level drawn to see just kind of where that's at. And that's a great place to begin, um, to realize that it's not in your head, it's, it's in your hormones. So Dennis, what are the ways that we can increase our testosterone? Most men right now, in fact, it's... Um, the prescription rate has quadrupled over the last 10 years of men seeking help by going to get testosterone injections. And if I'm not advocating against that, I just like doing things naturally. And there are ways that you can naturally raise your testosterone production on your own without any of the side effects of taking the injections, which over time, as you age, the longer time you're on injections, you do have the possibility that your own natural testosterone production will be ended. Um, especially if you're correlating that to trying to start a family. So with natural ways to increase, not only do you get the benefit of a, of a healthier hormone level, but the things that go about doing it create health in the whole body from head to toe. Um, so it's a it's a win-win. Well, Dennis, what about diet and nutrition? How can we help it with that? Randy, I wanted to mention before I get into that, that, you know, there's a 
there's so many different ways you can go on the internet and read all about low testosterone and the causes and how to raise it. <clears throat> and it, it's a rabbit hole that you find one side advocating one thing and another side correlating what they say, then another side saying complete opposite. And what I have found is, is keeping it really, really simple. And working in a health food store for a number of years, and we just give advice. You know, you take it or leave it. But men who follow these this simple advice, they all get better and, um, or at levels that they hadn't seen in years. Um, and it's really simple. So we can talk about just getting real simple about it. If you want to read more about it, by all means, go on the Internet. Try to find a, a site that you feel comfortable with. But if you just keep it simple, it, it's it will work. First thing is diet. Um, if you have any illness whatsoever, any chronic condition or any problem you're battling, it's going to all boil down to diet. And there's so many different dietary recommendations. But remember, healthy men have high T levels and people with high T levels are healthy the natural way. So these recommendations will correlate to any problem that you have. And, you know, it's, it's just my opinion, but we'll go for it. It's a high-fat, high-protein diet, but notwithstanding that you avoid all vegetables. But testosterone is made from cholesterol. You have to have adequate amounts of cholesterol to make testosterone. So going on a low-fat, high-grain diet has actually been shown to decrease testosterone levels. So what we recommend is if you a typical meal would be grass-fed meat, free-range poultry, eggs, along with vegetables, and just minimizing the grains. The key of all is avoiding processed foods. Just by avoiding processed foods, processed oils, and sugars is going to automatically, whatever situation you're dealing with, allow the body to be healthier. And with testosterone, there's no difference. So eating a 45% of your diet, 50% of your diet from fat, which would include beef and poultry and fish, that's where you begin. Well, Dennis, I know our environment has gotten pretty bad, but what are we supposed to do to be able to avoid these chemicals nowadays that are causing some of these problems? Before, um, in recent past, you'd have to go to a health food store and, and kind of see what kind of items they had that if you asked the clerk there, you wanted some, you know, cosmetic items, um, body items, lotions, et cetera, that, that didn't have chemicals in it, you'd, you'd have a very small window of opportunity. Now, if you just go to Walmart, there's a whole section dedicated to body care products that are free of phthalates, parabens, and BPA. You just have to be proactive and, and look for the label. And generally, I find that a label, when, when a product is going out of their way to remove those toxins, they will have it actually in bold letters on the front of the product. Phthalate-free, paraben-free, sulfate-free, BPA-free. So the first thing to do is for deodorants. Um, skin lotions, body lotions, and hair products, just make sure that it's phthalate-free and paraben-free. Um, and absolutely no um, antiperspirant with aluminum. That's another whole um, talk, but the pores underneath the armpits are uh, directly suck in whatever's there and put it into the body. So a natural deodorant is, is very important to begin with. When it comes to foods, anything packaged in plastic, I'd stay away from. Uh, crinkly water bottles, the BPA that's in the water bottle, the water bottle's in the truck. It's shipped in a, in a non-refrigerated truck, and those plastics can leach into the water. Um, there are water bottles out there, and, and they, once again, will say on the label, BPA-free. If you're going to drink water from a water bottle, make sure it's BPA-free. Better yet, buy you a decent filter, uh, use a stainless steel cup, and carry your water that way. 
absolutely no microwaving in plastic. I wouldn't recommend microwaving at all, but if you have to, make sure it's glass or ceramic that is microwavable safe. Don't cover it with plastic. Put a paper towel over it. Don't store food in plastic. Uh, that's real little simple things that just by doing that, you will see over time changes take place. Well, Dennis, what kind of supplements are we going to be able to take to assist us in this? Well, before I talk about the supplements, it's, it's more imperative to do the first things first, which would be changing your diet and getting rid of the environmental toxins. A lot of guys will want, okay, well, what supplement can I take that's going to raise my testosterone? And it's just not that easy. Without doing the work on the first two, the supplements will be of little help. But if you go on the internet and research testosterone-boosting supplements, once again, you're going to get thousands of different bits of advice, what company to buy, what company not to buy. I have found through the years, through recommending with men and also on my own, I, I found one company that I find that, that does put out a quality product and we can make it real, real simple. Uh, I don't have any financial affiliation with this company at all. I do not sell their products. I have no benefit from recommending them at all. I just know that when I find something that works, I'm going to recommend it. It's only online. It's a company called Lost Empire Herbs. I think they're out of the West Coast. There's three products I would recommend that universally are going to, all the reasons why you have low testosterone, which we talked earlier about the estrogen in the environment, in the low T. Number one is pine pollen. Pine pollen is nothing more than what it says. In the spring of the year, when the pine trees germinate, you got that nice white, kind of like yellowish tint powder over your car. Well, that's pine pollen. In the environment, there are a lot of, um, which I didn't mention earlier, there are a lot of dietary no-nos that we should avoid that have estrogen-like substances in them, which would be mainly soy and flax. The only plant food that actually mimics testosterone is pine pollen. It's better to take it in a liquid extract. Lost Empire has one that's a, a, a good product. You just put it under your tongue, hold it for a minute or two, and chase it down with some water, and it actually goes into the body, mimics the hormone testosterone, but causes no consequential damage as if your body is receiving supplemental testosterone. So you're still trying. It has the ability to make you feel better immediately and gently nudge your own body up. Next, they, have a, they sell a product. It's out of Asia called Tong Cat Ali, spelled T-O-N-G-K-A-T-A-L-I. Tong Cat is one of the only studied herbs that have been shown that it will gently raise your own testosterone level. So pine piling mimics testosterone, and you get the benefit immediately. Tong Cat goes in and has the ability to help your own body to produce more testosterone. The third thing that I'd recommend is where a lot of people don't understand and get wrong is that as men naturally age and testosterone levels drop a little bit, you also can have a little bit of an estrogen increase, which is normal if it's done in balance. What happens is if you raise testosterone levels too high, too fast in a male above the age of 30, you can also have also the same time an increase in estrogen. So you're defeating the purpose of doing testosterone increases anyway. So as we age, there are some things that we can take to minimize the rise in estrogen from your own body's production and also from those environmental sources we talked about earlier, such as the BPAs, the phthalates, the parabens, the soy, and the flax. And that is my favorite one to use is nettle root. So nettle root does three things that are pretty amazing. Nettle is first a natural aromatase inhibitor, which means that it helps stop the conversion of testosterone to estrogen, which happens as we age naturally, but also in the presence of environmental estrogens like we talked about earlier. 
Number two is that the majority of the testosterone that you do have circulating in your body is bound to two things, sex hormone binding globulin and a blood protein called albumin. So it's kind of like if you say a man works and he makes $100,000 a year, but has a wife and five children in, in a lot of bills. So he makes a decent amount of money, but he has very little disposable income. So that would be a high level of testosterone, but basically it's all bound up to SHBG and albumin. Where you can also have a guy who only makes $20,000 a year, but lives in his parents' basement and has no bills and actually has more disposable income than the guy making $100,000 a year. So that's the kind of the correlation between total testosterone and free testosterone. So what we need to have is more free testosterone, which means that you're not, it's not bound to SHBG. Nettle does that. It decreases the ability of testosterone to bind to SHBG and albumin, thus giving you more available testosterone to use. The last thing it does is it limits DHT. So DHT is a metabolite of testosterone, which is implicated in hair loss and prostate enlargement. We still need DHT. It's a very potent hormone in the testosterone family, but you can have levels uh, that, that are higher than they should be or they're out of balance. Well, nettle does limit the conversion of testosterone to DHT by an enzyme called 5-alpha reductase. A lot of men will use saw palmetto to, to help the conversion of testosterone to estrogen. I don't recommend saw palmetto. I have seen not so good results with it, whereas I have never seen anybody have a problem with nettle root. So to go back once again and go over once again, pine pollen number one, tongue cat alley number two, combined simultaneously with using nettle root. Just those three things, I don't, you know, you can read on and on and on about what works, what doesn't work. I do know from multiple men using these three simple little products combined with diet that they feel much better within 30 days. Dennis, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Do you have jars of expensive beauty care products that just didn't do what they claimed? Many women are just like you, spending big bucks on products that do not give results. At Heavenly Bodies, their products do what they say. Why? Because they use only certified organic plant-based ingredients, which have been used by women for thousands of years. Heavenly Bodies believes every woman deserves to have quality skincare products at affordable prices that work. To purchase your Heavenly Bodies products, visit their website at hborganicskincare.com. And we're back with Dennis Lagarde. Could you use stinging nettle tea? You know, I don't know. Um, the gram dosage on the nettle is on the website, but it's, uh, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, you, you could use nettle tea and using any nettle is better than using no nettle at all, but I've just had more experience with the powder. I know the powder does work. Well, Dennis, what about exercise? That's, uh, one of the simplest things anybody can do to raise testosterone levels. I'm going to tell a story rather than just the answer is yes. Anytime you move your own weight, minimally, your body is forced to make more testosterone. So anything where you have resistance training, it doesn't mean you have to go to a gym. It doesn't mean you have to go buy a weight bench and free weights and start lifting at home. That, that would be great to do. I mean, if you want to do that, wonderful. Highly recommended. But a simple push-up, 
Uh, there was a fella that came to me and just asked for my advice in testosterone. He was in his mid-50s, had levels well below 300. He didn't want to do testosterone injections, and he asked me, you know, what can I do? And we talked about diet, talked about uh, what things to avoid in the environment. But I said, also, what you can do is, I said, just any kind of resistance training. He says, well, what about push-ups? I said, great place to start. This was 10 years ago. He started the recommendations, and he could do five push-ups a day, beginning with first on his knees, not a full push-up, military push-up. Ten years later, he's doing 500 a day, uh, has never had the first testosterone injection, is in his mid-60s and has levels above 700 milligrams, nanograms per deciliter, which is unheard of. Even his doctor can't believe a man his age not getting injections having levels like that. He does go to the gym now also, and when he goes to the gym, a lot of the younger guys say, um, can you give us some advice on weight training and testosterone? And um, yeah, five a day he started with, and he's now up to 500 a day. Uh, says he has never felt this good in his entire life, in his mid-60s. Other things we, we've kind of talked about, or should I say have not talked about, would be um, adjuncts. That There's been studies done where people have used all these advice and still haven't got levels quite up to where they need to be. And so was there something missing? And there's two little things they found that can make a huge difference. We talked about supplementation. We talked about diet. And that's why I only recommend three supplements. The diet is more important. But there are a few little things missing from the diet that you have to get elsewhere, but in a food form. And one thing, Randy, that they have found is that you can do everything you want to to raise your testosterone. But if you don't have high levels of vitamin K2, or the mineral selenium, no matter what you do, the levels just won't get up to where they need to be. So there's two food items I highly recommend. We talked about eating saturated fat earlier. My number one source for saturated fat is butter from a grass-fed cow. The one butter that I recommend, I know it's from grass-fed cows, no antibiotics, nor hormones, is a butter called Kerrygold. It's sold in most local grocery stores. It's, uh, it's the best tasting butter you'll ever use, but a butter from a grass-fed cow is high in vitamin K2. Now, vitamin K, you've heard of, is in green leafy vegetables. But vitamin K2 only comes from animals. So what happens is the, the animal, the cow, let's say, is eating grass. The cow has never had antibiotics. So the natural bacteria in the cow's gut converts vitamin K1 into vitamin K2. You eat the butter from the cow that's grass-fed, and there are really high levels of vitamin K2 in that butter. So testosterone production can be directly correlated to having adequate amounts of K2. Also, the mineral selenium. If you go online and ask about supplemental sources for selenium, you're going to get all kinds of differing people agreeing and not agreeing on what source to use in a supplement form. If you can ever get the supplement or the mineral through food, that's the way you want to go. So what I recommend is four to five Brazil nuts a day. Brazil nuts are extremely high in natural selenium. You can't go wrong. Um, directly correlated to elevated testosterone levels and hormonal health. So vitamin K2 from the butter, selenium from Brazil nuts, and last, you're going to see zinc. Zinc also, there's many, many different forms of zinc out there in the market. A handful of pumpkin seeds a day will give you all the zinc you need for healthy testosterone levels and a healthy prostate. Well, Dennis, what about injections? Do you What's your opinion on them? Do you feel that they're safe? Do you feel that they're effective? You know, the... I would never tell you not to go get an injection, Randy. <clears throat> but what, what in my readings, what I come to understand is this, that number one, if you can raise your levels naturally, do it naturally. Because remember, men experience a 1% drop naturally in testosterone production per year. And we've already correlated that 
If you have extremely high artificial levels of testosterone on board, you can also, the body will start to convert estrogen, I'm sorry, testosterone into estrogen. So what happens is you get a guy, he gets the injection and goes from below 300 to say 700, 800 overnight. Well, the body says, wait a minute, this, this is not to be, this doesn't happen in nature, what's wrong? So it starts converting the testosterone immediately to estrogen. So most doctors or urologists won't give advice on the fact that that will happen and what to do to counteract it. So even taking something simple like nettle root would at least help to stop that to a degree. My fear is this, that if you get dependent on testosterone injections, the body works in a negative feedback system. So the testicles make testosterone and there's levels throughout the body and the, the pituitary gland in the brain reads that. So then the pituitary gland senses a little bit lowering testosterones, sends out what we call LH or luteinizing hormone to the testicles to pr increase production. Well, when you add a, a hormone in a hormone from, in this case, an injection, which is not known to the body, the levels get really high and the pituitary gland says, wait, wait a minute, the levels are extremely high, so we don't need to make any more. So it does not send out the signaling hormone of LH to the testes to make testosterone. We don't know for sure, but over time, as the testicles are not making any more testosterone, you could get to a point where they're not going to make any more. And at that point, you have to be dependent upon the injections. But with just a few dietary changes, a few supplements, and a little bit of exercise, you can avoid all this and have happy testosterone production well into your 70s and 80s. Well, Dennis, I've heard a lot of things about sleep and how important do you feel sleep is with this? Randy, you only make testosterone between an average of two o'clock and four o'clock in the morning. So a good night's sleep is directly correlated to healthy testosterone production. You know, that differs for everybody, but a minimum of six to eight hours is what I recommend. You only make testosterone while you're sleeping. Um, in fact, you can say, well, do I need to go get a level tested? I don't have the money to afford the lab test. The reason why in a healthy man you wake up with an erection is because of the testosterone being produced between 2 and 4 in the morning creates the erection. So if you're getting up in the morning and you don't see the erection you had when you're 18, 19, mid-20s, then your testosterone level's off. So one simple thing to do is as you add these dietary changes, supplements, and lifestyle factors into your daily regimen and you start to notice a daily erection, it's because your testosterone levels are back to being normal. But you cannot... Uh, argue the fact that uh, a good night's sleep, six to eight hours of, of healthy sleep is going to dramatically also help your testosterone levels. Well, Dennis, I'm one of those people that sometimes has to work nights. Does that mean that night can interfere with the testosterone production? Uh, circadian rhythms are definitely affected by people like you and I who worked a night shift. If you have to work the night shift, there's no way around it. I find I, I'll be 50 next year that just following the advice that I gave, which is things I've seen over the years, that even working the night shift, you can still have normal testosterone production, but I still get an average of six to eight hours of sleep per 24 hours. By going days when you just are getting two hours instead of that, it, you will find, I believe, a drop in production. The injections. Dennis, how can someone get a hold of you if they want more information on this? Oh, Randy, if they want to sit and chat and talk about testosterone, I'd be happy to do so. Our uh, number at Whole Health Market is 985-370-0751. I don't do a lot of podcasts. I usually just kind of talk back and forth with a you know person asking me a question in, in not so much a formal setting. Uh, one other little thing, a few other things I missed is um, 
along with nutritional supplementation, and we talked about getting it through foods, it also there has been, I forgot to mention one thing, vitamin D is extremely important in testosterone production also. D, although called a vitamin, is actually a hormone. Uh, once again, you know, 20 minutes in the sunshine on an um, average day between March and September, you can make all the vitamin D you want. I know there's people out there that say, oh, you got to use sunscreens and the sun's harmful. Look, 20 minutes a day, uh, full exposure in shorts and a muscle shirt, uh, give you all the D you want. Um, in the wintertime, I do supplement with D between 1,000 units, 3,000 units a day. It's one of the vitamins that you can go get a hormone level done or a level done so that you don't go overboard. Um, but D also is very important. Sunshine's important. Little things like that we discuss and um, little simple hacks you can do that can dramatically change your health one way or the other. Yeah, Whole Health Market 985-370-0751. You know, it's just advice. Take it or leave it. Do your own research. I'm not a doctor. Uh, just little simple things you can do to, to be healthier. That That's what we preach and teach over there. Well, Dennis, I'm far from a doctor, but I'm going to take your advice. And we do appreciate you being here today. Thank you very much. Hey, Randy, thanks for having me. This has been a production of Natural Bliss Podcast for a better quality of life.